0: This is the Jordan Innovation Lab podcast. In the coming months, you will meet some of the students, teachers, and alumni who make Jordan High School such a special part of the Durham community. We hope you enjoy their stories.
1: Hello, my name is Jasmine with Jordan Innovation Lab. Today, I'm interviewing Sydney. Sydney is a senior here at Jordan High School, as well as a member of the women's basketball team. Also, as of yesterday, she announced her commitment to the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. Hello, Sid. How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. So just talk to me from the start about when you kind of decided you wanted to play basketball.
0: Yeah, I think I was about three or four, and my dad bought a Fisher-Price hoop. And I remember just playing outside on, on that and then once I got good at that I graduated to a real goal and I think I would play on seven or eight feet and then it got to ten and then I would uh I would go out there and just play all day and then I started playing AAU when I was in about second or third grade. Um and I played AAU all throughout all throughout my uh elementary and, and high school career and of course high school ball so so just ever since then,
1: how was that transition like for you from middle school basketball to coming to high school and playing?
0: So actually, I, I went to Trinity School in um, Durham. So I it was a private school. So I got the opportunity to play varsity when I was a um, a seventh grader. So I played seventh and eighth grade in varsity, which got me some good high school experience uh, before I before I came to Jordan, but. Once I came to Jordan, the 4A, like the girls 4A basketball is definitely more physical. The girls are more skilled. You see really good team basketball. So that was that was, you know, hard adjusting to that, but it helped with AAU cuz in the summer I was able to play against better some better talent. So it it was a transition but but a good one.
1: Yeah, would you say that AAU helped shape you into the player that you are today?
0: Yes, absolutely. Uh, I got the opportunity to play with the Flames for high school, which is a team on the Nike EYBL circuit. So I got to play against some of the best competition in the country, which is awesome because the a lot of those girls go to power five schools, uh, just really, really good basketball players. So in the summer when I was playing against them and then I came back to high school, it, it really helped me feel very confident and able to play that point guard role really well. So um definitely grateful for that that experience
1: so the end of your freshman year you covid hit and your whole entire sophomore year it was online how do you think that affected you mentally
0: it was a uh, it was definitely an adjustment i remember at the beginning of that sophomore year they didn't know if the season was actually going to happen i think they had to like vote on it and i remember we had to each send in individual videos to basically like beg if that that we could play. So I, I just remember like sitting in my bed and looking at the camera and just like being like, please let us play. Please let us play. Like if you take this away, you know, it can, it can hurt a lot of people because um, basketball, you know, can kind of also be an escape. So uh, I remember I remember just making that video and then like writing down like our season may be taken away, but. But it was a good thing because they did allow us to have a season. It was just only fourteen games. So there was way more adjusting to do. We had to fit in we had to fit in a lot more in those little practices that we had in those games and really cherish those moments. But honestly, I mean, I think the time off at home really gave me more more time to actually like reflect and rest. Cause like, you know, when you're in school you're constantly going, going, going. But I think that time really gave me the opportunity to sit back and see what I needed to do and see what I could do for others and just make those adjustments so that when we came back to the regular, the regular season and, you know, regular life that I was able to implement those things that I learned during COVID.
1: So what was it like for you finally coming back to school and getting back in the flow of things, even though there was mask and whatnot?
0: It, it was awesome. I'm definitely a person that likes to be in school, um, in person with friends and just learning in a classroom environment. So that was that was really cool to be back and be with everybody, even if it was with masks. Um, and for basketball, too, it was awesome because I feel like that's a huge piece for the team is like being back. I know, Jazz, we're always with our teammates uh, at school. So it, it was cool to be back and like be around everybody and just just be back because that community is is really important. And that's something that a lot of us were missing during COVID.
1: So now that everyone knows that you're going to UNC Chapel Hill in the fall, how did you feel when you like found out when you knew like that's where I'm going?
0: I don't really know how to describe the feeling because it's like something that you've kind of dreamed for your whole life and to see it like come true is is really just awesome and I'm just super grateful for the opportunity and like I just remember as a little girl that's just all I wanted to do growing up going to UNC games and I just like looked up to those UNC players so much and it's like really, really cool to think that I could I, I do have the opportunity to do that and hopefully just, you know, set a set a cool example for others and be an inspiration for uh for other girls like me.
1: What would you say has been your biggest roadblock stopping you from getting where you are today?
0: Probably the belief that I had in myself sometimes. I think a lot of players struggle with that. Um, in sports, I think you know, a lot of times you think of people's height or their athleticism or just their skill to be be a roadblock for them. And I think that's what society tells us a lot of times. Oh, if you're too short, you know, if, like I said, if you're not athletic enough, this is going to be really hard. And I think when I was growing up, a lot of people told me that. But once you realize that that's not a factor, you kind of have to use what people think as your disadvantage, as your gift. Like you may be short, but you're able to get by people faster or you're able to see the court better. So once I really understood that and like understood what my gifts were and the ways I could impact the game, I think that was really like a turning point for me and I became very confident and I was able to believe in myself more. That's probably the biggest thing, but I'm grateful that I've had an environment like my family, my friends, I had the resources to play, to play whenever I wanted to. And like, even with training, just get better. So um not not too many roadblocks, but if anything that would that would be one of them.
1: Um, as you were growing up as a kid, how do you feel your parents um, supported you in terms of basically any of your dreams? School, basketball, anything like that?
0: I I owe all the credit to them because they were just one hundred percent supportive of me from day one. Like I said, my dad bought me that fisher price hoop and he was just always like he was out there rebounding for me my mom was always even though she doesn't know a lot about basketball she was always taking me to stuff we would go to tournaments they would drive like really late nights early mornings luckily when i got my license i could drive myself to stuff but me and my dad spent like countless hours in the car together um which was awesome and my little brother too he's just he's super supportive so um it's really awesome to have that support system around. And, and they always believed in me from day one. My dad, he actually always encouraged me to pursue my dreams. So even when I was deciding between a mid-major and UNC, my dad was, he was super big and encouraging me to follow my heart and go for that.
1: Uh, having your little brother, Will, how do you feel? Are y'all really competitive at home?
0: Yeah, he's so he just he just hit a growth spurt. He's like 13. He's in 7th grade, so he just hit a growth spurt. He's he's a little taller than me. I think he's like 5'7 or 5'8, but now he really thinks that that he can beat me in basketball. And normally, we would just play games of horse, but over the past few weeks it's been it's been one-on-one games. And um, you know, when he challenges me, I have to I have to challenge him back. So, um, it's been awesome to like play him and see him grow because he also plays basketball too. So, it's been cool to to play against him and I think that's always something that I really wanted to do because when I was younger it would just be me outside by myself like by myself just shooting and I'd be like I really wish Will could play with me but he was he was just never never at that level but now he is so it's cool and I still beat him but it's (laughs) cool. Over the past
1: couple of years Jordan's women's basketball program has had a lot of different coaches how do you think that has affected you as well as like the team?
0: It was for me personally it was definitely something to get used to, but after after it's happened and I've kind of looked back, I think it's really helped me learn it's really helped me learn how to adapt to different situations and different coaching styles, which I think is very important. I think if you can adapt to you know, the changes that are happening around you, I think it like prepares you for other things in life. So it's cool to have, I think I've had three different coaches. So it's cool to like experience each of their coaching styles and all the teams that we had with them, I think is like a team for the girls. It it was definitely shaky at first, but I'm glad the situation that we have this year that we have a coach that really pours into us and has has structure for all of us. So um, that's really cool to see.
1: This basketball season started off a bit rocky for us, but um, it's taken a really, really big turn in the right direction. Why do you think that
0: is? I think that's just us really working hard and the new coach, Janet Robinson, I think she is phenomenal. I think we all really think that that she's phenomenal and she's, she believes in every single one of us. And over the course of these past three months, she's really just encouraged everybody to be their best self and to work as hard as they can and to learn more about basketball and to really come together as a team. I think that a lot of the success that we've had is because we've we're able to talk with each other, communicate with each other. I think we're really we have really good chemistry, and we we've had the addition of some late of some new pieces later in. So I think that really really helps. But it's been cool to see because over my sophomore year, my junior year—well, my sophomore year we did alright, but my junior year, last year, we struggled a little bit. So it's cool to like see that growth and see that development, and hopefully more of that success.
1: Just a little bit more about the coach Janet Robinson. <laughs> Do you think that she's really helped develop you into the person who you're becoming?
0: Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. She um she calls me hot sauce. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Which is a name that she made up for me. I think she started calling me it last year, but it really, she really started emphasizing it this year. And she has just created the perfect environment for me to really grow and just flourish, like in basketball. She is very committed um, around the school with us. So like, whenever I want to shoot, like when I want to come in early, she's here. It doesn't matter when I want to shoot late. She's here even after a game. It could be ten thirty. We'll get back from the bus and she'll stay as long as I want to. She'll let me put some music on. She'll do her little own workout. She really just has given me the opportunity to really grow and of course like the hot sauce. Like whenever I step out on the court, like it's kind of like that 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 swagger that that she's kind of she's she's just kind of really encouraged. So it's yeah, she she's amazing.
1: You mentioned a lot of early morning shooting around, late night shooting around. What do you do in your free time to make sure that your body is like adequately rested?
0: Yeah, I think I think the recovery part for a lot of young athletes is very important. And for me personally, just making sure that I'm drinking enough water, stretching, getting enough sleep, uh, rolling out, like massage, like the massage guns are really good, just trying to eat eat pretty good in general, is really, really important for me because I can tell a big difference, you know, when I don't do those things. And it's cool because I think Coach Robinson emphasizes that a lot too. But the rest is really important too. I You know, I think when you really love something, you want to go as hard as you can at it. But it's also equally important to to kind of sit back and, and reflect and, and have that time away. so
1: Who would you say your biggest inspiration is and why?
0: Probably Ivory Lotta. Who went to UNC? I think she graduated around 2006, but I think she's the all-time leading scoring record for women's basket. She she leads the all-time women's scoring record at UNC for uh, women's basketball, and she of course she was very skilled. She was a point guard, but she also just kind of had this fire for the game, and like every time she stepped out on the court, like she just competed super hard. So um, I met her once, but that that's probably my biggest my biggest inspiration.
1: Okay, Sid. I have to address the elephant in the room. You have a viral TikTok. Uh, The TikTok has over 4.8 million views and 1.3 million likes. How does that make you feel?
0: Kind of just, it's all funny because we were, I think it was advisory one day, and all of us on the team, we were with our coach, uh, Coach Robinson, and I was just like, I, I was actually talking to Jazz, and I was like, Jazz, I'm about to go out here and, and dribble. And she's like, yeah, 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 you got to do it, you got to do it. I just, like, went throughout the hall, and Maya was behind me, and um, we actually got in trouble at the end of the hall, so we, like, ran back. But over <laughs> over the course of the next few days, like, me and my brother were sitting, sitting on the couch, like, a few days after, and we were looking at it going, like, it was, like, 20,000, 30,000. And then, like, the day after, it was, like, 600,000 and then like it's funny now because I think it has like 1.3 million likes or something but it's just funny. I'm glad we no one got hurt or we didn't get into too much trouble but it, it's definitely funny to look back on.
1: If you could give one piece of advice to your younger self what would
0: you say? That's a good question. Probably just to keep just to keep dreaming and just to really keep believing in yourself and knowing that um you can always find a way through something i think a lot of times like we talked about the roadblock question earlier you know like you you hit a wall and you think that there's no way around that wall but there always is and i would say that finding your way around that wall is like what makes you who you are and i think that a lot of times when we're younger we see like the accomplishments and like the end of the process and that's that's what we want, but we really learn most about ourselves during the process. So I would just tell her to keep like enjoying it, keep having fun and just keep learning along the way. Um, could you talk
1: a little bit about the recruiting process over the past year leading up to you going to UNC?
0: Yeah, yeah. So, um, my my recruiting process is kind of different because a lot of the mid majors reached out to me. I think I started um, hearing more from them when I was like going into high school. So a lot of mid-majors just around North Carolina, South Carolina, some Ivy Leagues were very interested from the beginning and, and offered me. And um, that was something, you know, I, I toured. I went around a lot of places just to see, you know, what I liked. But nothing ever really felt like UNC to me because just that's what I grew up kind of dreaming about. But I was very interested in going to a mid-major, and then I really kind of thought about it, and I – I had just reflected, and I was like, "UNC feels like home to me." So I asked the coach, Coach Bankhardt, I asked her if I could be a potential walk on, and she was she was very um, she was very excited about the idea, and they offered me a preferred walk on. So I kind of had to balance that out with that or or the mid majors, and um, in my heart, I just knew I had to go with UNC. So that's. That's kind of how that how that happened.
1: Could you explain possibly what a um, preferred walk on is?
0: Yeah, um, a preferred walk on is so you're you're on the team. You get to do everything with the team. You just don't get the scholarship money. So it's it's different than a regular walk on because regular walk ons still go to school in the fall, but they have to already they have to try out with the team. When you're a preferred walk on, you can start with them in the summer. You get to do everything with them. You get to eat, fly. Um, live, whatever that may be, but you just don't get the scholarship money. And then you also get the opportunity of eventually getting the scholarship money as well. So that's definitely something I'm looking forward to and looking forward to um, trying to obtain.
1: Once college is over, what do you see yourself doing?
0: That's a, that's a good question. I think my love for the game, I feel like I would end up coaching somewhere. But at the same time, I'm, I'm very interested in medicine. So I could also see myself pursuing a, a path in that. But um, at this point right now, I'm just, I'm kind of open to whatever. So I'm just excited to be able to go to school and, and learn as much as I can and then and then see what happens after. How do
1: you feel knowing that they're, you're just so dearly loved by a lot of the staff here at Jordan and a bunch of the students look up to you?
0: It's really cool. I think uh, from the beginning, I, I always loved Jordan and I'm grateful that I can kind of, um, use my gift of basketball to, to kind of reach a, like, just reach a lot of people. And even, even without basketball in the classroom, like, I think the teachers from day one have just been super supportive of me as a human being and as a student. And I love the kids here. So it's awesome to be able to come, like, be able to come somewhere where you feel, you know, very just loved and, and accepted. And I just wish that, like, for every kid, that every kid can, like, have that same experience, you know, regardless of, you know, what they do or, or their passions, but it, it, it's really cool. And I want to keep using that, using that gift to reach more and like, just make others better and help others.
1: Okay, Sid, it's been an absolute joy having you with the Jordan Innovation Lab today. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your ever so busy day to come
0: and interview with us. Yeah, thanks, Chaz. It was awesome. Thank y'all for having me. The Jordan Innovation Lab podcast is made possible by donor support. Visit us at jordaninnovationlab.com to learn more about the books, podcasts, and documentary films that make up our program. We're always looking for new ideas, and we appreciate your support.